0: Now, have you gotten an invite to the American Fork High School class of 2014? (laughs) No. (laughs) Consider yourself lucky, because I just got invited. And they said, as we approach our 10-year mark, we would love your input for if we should hold a reunion this coming spring slash summer. How about no? (laughs) I don't want to see... Dude, literally, you're, you're the only one that I cared to stay in contact with for my graduating class. I don't, even, I don't need to see any
1: y'all ugly faces. Yeah, no shit. It's like, if I wanted to hang out with you, we would have hung out by now.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's been 10. God, I can't believe it's been 10 freaking years.
1: Hell, you might as well have just attached to that damn invite. Hey, did you peak in high school? <laughs> right? <laughs> Come visit all your friends. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Got nothing uh, better to do with your life? <laughs> dude, straight up. Come and compare your life to some strangers. Dude, yeah. Th- I think that's the worst part about reunions.
0: It's, it's yeah, it's a literally, oh, hey, how far have you come in 10 years?
1: If we get to like a 20, 30 year mark, I will consider it because I know by that time, drama will have happened. <laughs>
0: Fair enough, touche.
1: Like, and it's like, and then you people become interesting to me, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to hear about people getting caught sleeping with their secretaries, I want to hear all of that, like, that good shit that yeah. doesn't come out until you're in your 30s, <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, fair enough, <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what?
0: I can agree with this. <laughs> Oh, shit. Ready to roll? Yes, sir.
1: What is up, bros? I'm Caleb. And I am Jonathan. And we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, we are going to be updating you guys on our weekly watches. And I gotta warn you, I watched a lot of shit this week. (laughs) Yes, he did.
0: Uh, He's got like freaking three or four titles on me.
1: Yeah, most okay. Most of the stuff I watched was kids shows and mo- or kids movies and shows and stuff. Uh, so I mean, there's a slight disadvantage that Rose has there. I haven't been able to watch an adult movie in a real long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that just kind of ties into this week's episode uh, I, where we. Will I just be-
0: especially love that, like, yeah, yours is all kids movies, and then my two are. Frickin- <laughs>
1: Just complete opposite ends of the spectrum there.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be updating you guys uh, with our weekly watch. And with that, uh, or after that, we'll begin into our breakdown of migration. Yeah. Uh, So with that, let's say we uh, get right on into this. Let's do it
0: need motivation angry dad podcast trying to jumpstart your life angry dad podcast you want help getting off the couch angry dad podcast you need a verbal kick in the ass angry dad podcast you want to hear from somebody who's been through it all angry dad podcast i am here for you you can find me on all podcast platforms
1: all righty kicking it off with a weekly watch um just cause I have the longer list. I'm going to let Rose go first. <laughs>
0: uh, so I'm going to, pr- oops. Well, just spoiled it. Sorry. That was my bad. Um, so I'm going to probably get a lot of flack for this, but so I finally watched the exorcist. Um, took me God. This movie came out in 1973. It took me that long. Um and i'm not gonna lie i think it's overhyped a little bit um i did not get scared really at all nor did i feel uneasy like i know a lot of people said oh yeah the exorcisms you just feel like super uneasy just do, you just feel a certain way i don't know maybe if i watched this when it first came out or before i've seen other uh movies that have like evil spirits stuff like this um maybe i'd be more would have been more scared but just it didn't click with me like like um like i'm sure uh, it did with other people um it's still a good horror movie um i definitely as you can see on uh the i still give it a stream it recommendation um because i feel it's definitely a horror movie that you need to see um like if you're a huge horror movie fan, you have to see The Exorcist at least once. At least once, because um, for how much it didn't scare me and I feel it's overhyped, there are still a lot of things to like about this. Uh, like the mother and daughter, um, their relationship is really good. Um, the the effects still hold up tremendously. Um, I will say, though, Scary Movie 2 ruined this goddamn movie for me. Because... <laughs> Cause there are parts where when the demon is inside Reagan, the daughter, she's like shouting obscenities. Like, you know, I, F her F me sh- shit like that. And all I can think of is in scary movie Two, when they're doing the exorcism scene, the, one of the priests actually starts having sex with the, the, the girl that's in the bed. And I'm just like, just freaking ruined it for me. Like, cause that's all I can think of. <laughs> I can't take this shit seriously. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's the worst yeah. thing about parodies is that they can make you stop taking shit so serious.
0: <laughs> like freaking uh, the part where she uh, first gets possessed and she comes downstairs when the mom's having a party and she pees on the floor. In this one, you know, the mom is very comforting. She takes her daughter upstairs, gives her a bath. All I'm remembering is from Scary Movie 2 when she walks over to the daughter and she's like, she's very sick and shoves her face into the piss grabs a newspaper just like bad 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 girl beating her (laughs) like a freaking dog (laughs) oh shit yeah so um so yeah scary movie to ruin this ruin certain scenes of this movie for me um but yeah overall um i i still liked it Uh, i just feel it's it's a little overrated um so the original exorcist gets a stream it for me
1: but Dude, I, so, I mean, we no, talked sorry. about, no, we, we talked about this a little bit. I feel like there there's only a certain amount of people that I feel take this movie too seriously. It, like it, it's the people that originally watched this like in theaters that are just like, oh my gosh, this is the, the craziest shit. Then it, then you get the, the, the people who were who watched it at home, like when they rented it from like blockbuster or some shit. Yeah. That watched it. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this was the scariest shit I've seen. It was because they like the people who saw it in theaters. That was because that was the first time of them seeing something that was truly like demonic on screen, or at least the first thing in like mainstream that I feel was like demonic. And then yeah. you get those kids that watched it a little too young because their parents rented it from Blockbuster and they watched it without them knowing and scared the shit out of themselves. And so they're like, oh, yeah, this is the scariest movie on the freaking planet. And then you got us, where, um, or you specifically, you were raised on horror movies. So you're already numb to. Yeah. <laughs> I had great parents, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, so you you you're already numb to this shit, and then on top of that, it's you're you're diving into it being a seventies movie. Seventy movies are notoriously slow paced. The only one, except maybe
0: I'm I'm biased. The only exception for that to me is Halloween see that's I, fair i'm not i'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you that, that. i'm not going to no, no, give you that because that's completely very fair i'm I'm, just, I'm biased towards that movie it's it's my favorite horror film of all time so completely understandable
1: i i bet you i if i had the time to i could get i could create a cut of halloween that takes out all the fluff and it would be way better for you <laughs> okay <laughs> If I if I I'll ever get great. the time to, and I'm just like, yeah, what the hell? Like maybe, Dude, maybe De- I, De- I, maybe De- there will be an Albers cut of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, um, for what? Because like me and Caleb talked about this before we recorded. Like we really want to try to start having a bunch more movie nights with VR. Maybe one of these movie nights we literally watch Halloween together, and you just point out every single scene that you Would cut out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to expect a lot of pausing. <laughs> Yep, you could absolutely expect that. All right, oh, uh, but yeah. So I feel like those are the people that hold this movie in such high regard, or you get those freaking snotty uh, horror like lovers that are just like, "Oh, this movie is a like those like freaking pig nosed people that are just like, I like, I'm a I'm a horror <laughs> movie purist or some bullshit like that." like those are the people that I feel hold this movie in such high regard and aren't able to look at it without with an objective eye.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong.
1: So that's what I, I that's the weird place that I feel. Cause I was, I I'll be honest when you said that you were going to like watch these, I, I had a feeling you weren't going to like the first, especially cause I went and looked at how old this one was. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like this one's going to be a bit, because you've never like, like I've I think I talked to Riel about this too. I'm like, oh, Rose is watching the Exorcist, and she's like, oh, like you think he's going to like it? And I'm like, I bet you he'll like the new one. I don't know if he'll like the the first one. And he's like, why not? And I'm like, because Rose is freaking numb to this shit. Yeah, you're like, he, he was raised on on horror and gore. And I don't think 70s Exorcist is going to do it for him. <laughs>
0: God. He knows uh, me too yeah. well.
1: Caleb knows me too well. Dude, I feel like I like I I feel like we're at the point now where you're able to recognize shit that I would like, even though you don't. And I'm able to do the same is. Yeah, it's true. Or at it's least true. like how would you, at, at least with how we'd react to a movie, I think yeah. we're, we're pretty, pretty able to like call out like, Oh, I bet you you'll react like this or you'll react like that or whatever the case may be.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. Um, What can happen when you, when two people have been buddies since freaking junior high? How strong of a connection you can have when you're still best buddies in your late 20s. (laughs) I can't believe we're in our late 20s now. Jesus. Yeah, dude. (laughs) We're almost 30. Dude, I am two (laughs) years away from 30. Please kill me. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay. Don't want to think about that. Moving on. So the exorcist stream it. Yeah. But the new one, the exorcist believer, this one gets a $5 Tuesday for me. Um I really had a great time with this one. Um I thought it paid um what's the word? I thought it didn't disgrace the original. Um, it added to it, um, to me for the better. Um, the legacy characters that it brought back, even though, um, because I I did some research on this movie, like I feel bad for the production of this movie because one, um, because I was telling Caleb this, so the director of the original straight up said, um, even though the rights were sold off, like he has no right to complain. I oh, okay, he has a right to complain, but he doesn't have to be this much of an asshole about it. So before he shortly died, he told a buddy of his that, oh, the guy that directed uh, the new Halloween trilogy is direct making a sequel to my original movie, my masterpiece. I don't think he said that, but he might as well have uh, the exorcist. And I don't want to be alive during that. And um, so I hope I'm gone before that. And if there is an afterlife, if there is a spirit world, best believe that I'm going to haunt the ever living shit out of David Gordon Green. (laughs) <laughs> like dude you are a petty asshole like come on
1: dude like like what what was he afraid of was he afraid I, that I he was
0: going to ruin it or i guess so i guess he didn't like what david gordon green did with the with the the new halloween movies which i mean john carpenter he came back to produce the the new ones he added his, he added his, what ideas he wanted he came back to do the music i mean nothing it's john carpenter i know he comes back to these movies for a paycheck because he is straight up said that he loves when a halloween sequel is announced because he literally can just hold out his hand and a check (laughs) just freaking drops right in his hand which you know i get it (laughs) halloween is very profitable um but he's still not like an asshole about it um where this guy was and i feel david gordon green did a really good job adding to um the exorcist um uh, it was a great idea i think to add uh, have it be two girls this time instead of just one um i will admit that you know one does get more attention than the other but i feel that it's okay the way that it plays out especially at the end cuz dude the freaking ending to this had me freaking w- had my jaw dropping and like i almost shed a tear because like it's freaking sad <laughs> like i didn't expect david gordon green to go that direction and you know, freaking kudos to him for surprising me. Um, Just and like I feel, the reason I would give it a five dollar Tuesday is one, I enjoyed it more than the original. Um, But two, the ex, the actual exorcism, the freaking oh my god, the the shit that they put these two girls through is freaking. It's hard to watch, and I would have looked like just like seeing like their bodies, like the the way that they're like freaking makeup looked, their bodies being thrown around, just like i would i would have thought it'd be really cool to see this on the big screen at least just for five dollar tuesday definitely not a full price ticket but that scene especially definitely would have been wor- worth uh going on discount discount tuesday oh, Um,
1: i don't know if i could have done that dude
0: <laughs> yeah dude, i don't blame you like there uh some of the uh yeah dude some of the scenes um I'm just like, Oh my God. Like they freaking upped it. Like how the girls look possessed and like, just so like gritty from the original, like so well, it's like, it's unnerving sometimes how, how the girls look and especially in the face. Um, especially,
1: um, I told you once they disform the face, I'm done. (laughs) That's fair. Oh
0: gosh. Um, the, yeah, the, like I said, I, I I know this movie uh, apparently like it wasn't so it wasn't a critical success. It was a financial success um, grossing over 130 million on a budget of 30 million, even though I I still don't understand why the rights cost 400 million dollars to acquire for the exorcist. I don't think it's worth that (laughs) in my opinion, but whatever. Um, So I know that, you know, they still haven't made their money back. And apparently I didn't, even if they wanted to cancel the other two, they're locked into a trilogy. So they have to do it. When they bought the rights, they, they, it was a planned trilogy so they have to go through with it um and there is talks that david gordon green might not even come back for the next two to direct them which makes me sad because i freaking love what he did with this one and i want to see what else he can do with two more um like how i felt with the halloween films i did i as much as much uh as much hate as i'll talk on halloween ends even though it's grown on me um, I really enjoy David Gordon green's directing style and I love what he adds to these franchises, Like I loved what he added to the Halloween franchise and Michael Myers. So I really enjoy what he's doing with the exorcist so far. And I really want to see what else he can do. Um, so yeah, Exorcist believer, my opinion, way better than the first, or maybe not way better, but at least no, you know, I'm going to be ballsy. I'm gonna say way better, uh, than the <laughs> original. Uh, and it gets a $5 Tuesday. So, that is what i watched this week
1: Noise. all right i'm just going to wrap it like more or less rapid fire through mine okay. cuz i cuz like i said i watched a bunch <laughs> <laughs> um so first one uh we we rewatched the flintstones oh man dude this is a gem this it is is. This is not one that I, I feel would be worth seeing in theaters. So this is why I'm giving it a stream it. Um, but there's a lot about this movie that's really fun. John Goodman is a great Fred Flintstone. And I love like just the, the practicality, the sets that they were able to build. Like they're freaking crazy. Like it is insane what they're able to do, and all the like the the prehistoric related humor is hilarious. Like I I love that, that shit, and <laughs> this movie the it it moves quickly, is what I'll say. It's it it's almost too fast. Like it doesn't give you too much time to let shit like sit with you so it's it's very quick It is really freaking quick like i want to see just how long the movie is an hour and a half yeah that doesn't feel like enough time to like fully absorb this movie Um,
0: i still find it crazy that we got a flintstones live action movie before we got a scooby-doo live action movie
1: well, I mean, this was released in the nineties, so I mean I don't know, just I, like basing, I can I can buy it.
0: <laughs> that's fair. I don't know, just basing how what was popular for Hanna Barbera in like the seventies and eighties, doo performed outperformed Flintstones two to one. Um so
1: But it's I also how do you how do you accurately portray Scooby Doo? with 1990s effects they were that barely is- barely able to do it with dino
0: yeah that's a good point point.
1: and the only reason that they were able to is because dino was such a comedic look or not uh, a cartoony looking character so they were able to turn that and like th- th- i mean they did use special effects Like there's some stuff where it looks like Dino's running in the air and then like charges Fred and whatever. And that stuff's very heavily CGI. Um, But any of the stuff where he's like just sitting around or like little movements here and there, stuff with this face, that's all animatronic. And so there's a, like, you can't do an animatronic Scooby-Doo. Yeah. You got, yeah, you got a point there. So I, I think that they waited for the perfect time for, <laughs> to do a Scooby-Doo.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And oh God, the cast was
1: so perfect that, yeah I, yeah, I can't argue with you. Yeah. Dude, you want to know what blows my mind? Why haven't we seen a live-action Jetsons?
0: Dude, seriously. Like, we've <laughs> literally gotten all of Dude, we've gotten a freaking... Um... Oh my God! What is it, Joe? Josie and the Pussycats movie? Yeah. Like, how do we get that? But not a live-action Jetsons. Like the other ones, make sense for how popular they were. You know, the Flintstones, Scooby Doo, Yogi Bear. Th- those make sense. But freaking um the Jetsons are up there with Yogi. Y- yeah, or maybe it wasn't josie It was either Josie and the Pussycats or Gem and the Holograms. It might have been Gem and
1: the Holograms. It, do- it was both because yep. Josie and the Pussycats has a movie too. Oh yeah,
0: the- yeah, that's true. So yeah, we're yeah,
1: seriously. Like I know The Jetsons got an animated movie,
0: but yeah, where's the live action Jetsons movie? Did they really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know
1: that? Like a recent one? Or No, not a recent one. No, this oh. came out like freaking like the 90s, I think. Oh, 1990, The Jetsons movie. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't count. No, no, I agree. It does not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that—that's the same animation and everything. That does not count. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just all of the the Hanna Barbera properties that we've gotten. Why aren't they touching the Jetsons? I mean, dude, not like let alone. Let's just set aside the fact that we haven't seen a live action version. Why haven't we seen an animated version? you're not wrong like we freaking had a freaking Hanna Barbera universe practically in with scoob true and we didn't get we didn't see freaking anything from the jetsons that's bullshit i love the jetsons and i'm bummed out that we haven't gotten anything from them and honestly i feel the 90s would have been peak jetsons <laughs>
0: So it looks like they tried to do it. So it says Paramount Pictures tried to film a live action version of the Jetsons around 1985, but the project never got far into production. The idea for a live action Jetsons movie was later abandoned by Paramount because the special effects budget would be too expensive. The set ideas would be would be complex to design and manufacture and a bunch of cast members turned down starring in the film. And I guess it was never picked up after that or it was never touched again after that.
1: That sucks. That royally sucks. Yeah. I bet they could do it now and it would be perfect.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm I'm, re- I'm like, I, I know Scoob wasn't great, but like, I would love for them to, you know, try their, try to do other uh, Hanna-Barbera properties. Like not everything has to be Scooby-Doo.
1: Yeah, I I would love for them to touch upon Jetsons, and like I said, I don't know if I'd want to see the Jetsons in live action or animated more. I'm leaning towards live action because, dude, Jetsons in the style of like Barbie Land Barbie. Oh, dude, yes, please. That would be dope. That yeah, that would be yeah, that would be incredible. Oh man, dude, if who if there's anything to bring back dreamcast for <laughs> yes
0: yeah, it's, it's a live action
1: jetsons movie live action jetsons i love it <laughs> all right uh the next thing that i watched was the Crudes. uh i freaking love this movie it is hilarious um i actually think i meant to give this a five dollar tuesday because that's i i really enjoyed this movie it is and, one of it is up there for DreamWorks movies. I'll, I'll definitely agree with you there. Yeah, it's one of the more forgettable DreamWorks films, but I also love these movies. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the, it's weird to say because it's like I have nothing against this movie. Like rewatching this the original, I thought it was just as funny. The the like whatever time I've gone through it as it was the first time like I thought it was so good and yeah I, like so I, I meant to change this uh, to a $5 I would personally give it a $5 Tuesday
0: I'd agree honestly
1: alright after that I watched Ugly Dolls again I'm sorry the okay the soundtrack is bitchin no. and goes way harder than it needs to <laughs> Um, but I don't hate this movie either. You might be, have you seen it?
0: No, but you might be one of the only people that I've heard that actually enjoyed this movie.
1: This movie has been ripped to shreds by other people. I have a feeling that you would like it.
0: Okay. I, so... I still haven't seen the other two, but I really enjoyed the first Trolls. If I enjoyed Trolls, am I going to like Ugly Dolls? Is it kind of like a little bit alike since they're both based on... Which one do you like more? The first or the second? Trolls? Well, I haven't seen this. Sorry, I haven't seen the second or third yet. Oh,
1: you haven't? Yeah, I've only seen Uh, the first Trolls. I would put it slightly below the first trolls
0: okay okay
1: like i will say that i do think trolls is a better movie overall okay um i do feel like this one's really close though okay like i put that if i put this on the same same level as as trolls Okay. Like grade wise.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: So I think I'm it's, it's worth check checking it. Out it. Or... It's on, it's a, it is on Netflix. If you want okay. to check it out.
0: All right.
1: Yeah, but it, it's good. I think the reason this movie gets ripped to shreds is because most of, if not like Kelly Clarkson is the main voice. <laughs> uh, She's like the, the little pink one. Oh, Okay. And then uh, what's his face? Blake Shelton voices the little green rabbit. Oh, my. Okay, (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's so let me see if I remember this cast. I don't remember the red one or the doll with glasses. The pink one is Kelly Clarkson. The green one would be Blake Shelton. The gray one is voiced by Gabriel Iglesias. The orange one is voiced by Wanda Sykes. Uh, Pretty boy up in the corner is voiced by Nick Jonas. Oh my. And then the little blue dog looking thing is voiced by Pitbull.
0: Are you freaking
1: kidding me? <laughs> Dude, you would think that it would suck, but it doesn't. Wow. Okay. There, surprisingly, uh, I do not care for Pitbull's music. I will just throw that right right out there, right okay. I did not hate his what like the portions of song that he threw into this movie. okay, I think it is worth watching at least once.
0: okay I will add it to my list.
1: Yeah, I'd say slightly below yeah, slightly but below trolls. I'm trying to think of another musical. The Sing movies I put up there with like World Tour. Oh, so
0: okay. Oh, so you like trolls too better than trolls? Yes. Okay.
1: Um, and then like if I had to order trolls and sing, I'd say trolls, then sing. Then World Tour. Then Sing 2.
0: Wait, um, is that from bottom to top or top to bottom?
1: Bottom to top. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Ugly, Ugly Dolls would be like right below Trolls. But like I said, barely. Okay. It'd be well, one of those like maybe barely 1% difference films. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like they're really close in quality. I'm glad we're in agreement that Sing 2 is like the rare sequel
0: that is better than the original and the original is freaking amazing. <laughs> so
1: Yeah. Uh we're trying to compare it to like another musical though. Let's see kids musical movies. Uh Okay, I would say it's above, it's above Rio.
0: Okay. Ooh, freaking, dude, I remember when back in high school, like me, Sammy and Sierra, or yeah, I think it was high school. Or, yeah, like me, Sammy and Sierra, especially me and Sammy we were freaking like obsessed with that movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so great movie if you get a chance to watch it. Okay. Oh. Like, if you're ever needing something, like, definitely check out Ugly Dolls. Okay. All right. The next one, uh, we rewatched Storks. This movie is funny, dude. (laughs) Dude,
0: yeah. This is one of the funniest animated films I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) Like, I see enough love. There are so many jokes in this that are, like, my favorite. And (laughs) I can't, like, I freaking. I freaking love them like when we first get introduced to tulip and the uh junior he keeps calling her like oh like excuse me orphan tulip and then he keeps calling her orphan tulip and she's like oh it's uh just tulip orphan hurts my heart <laughs> it just oh, shit. shit like that and like the little kid just being like um I uh, just like fleeting moments, precious memories, <laughs> dude. Like the jokes in here are freaking rock solid. Even the, the character that freaking pisses me off the little pigeon, like even oh. his shit's funny. I know. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I freaking love this movie, dude, <laughs> but this is not one that I, I would go see in theaters again. This is definitely one that's better enjoyed at home, uh, so I'm going to give Storks to stream it. Even though the quality or like humor alone, I'd say is easily a five dollar. But mm-hmm. I think just taking everything into consideration, yeah, I'd, I'd put it as stream it. Uh, Excuse me. Then I think this is the last one. Yes. Okay. So Iris has recently started watching. Uh, miraculous ladybug, or the adventures of ladybug and cat Noir. And it is not a good show. <laughs> <laughs> but is is it as bad as
0: Peppa Pig? Uh,
1: no. I okay. I will I will put this above Peppa Pig. Okay. It's it, it. I will say it's more like cheesy anime for kids. All right. Um, it's kind of has that like sailor moon, super like exaggerated costume up process throughout the whole show. Um, I mean, the action's cool, I guess. Um, but I think it was meant to be in a different language because the, the voice or the, the mouths don't match up all the time. Oh, uh, damn. but it's set in France. So I'm thinking it's supposed to be a French show. Interesting. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean the the setting and the concept are are interesting but um but yeah so i so she, like i said she started watching this show and i did not do not like the show so i ignored it and it would just catch whatever bits because she wanted me to sit and watch with her and i'm like no nah, i'm playing with my phone Um, so she she wanted to watch the movie and I was like okay fine whatever so I turn on the movie she comes crawls up and like is laying with me and so I start watching the movie with her and the movie has no business being as good as it is (laughs) all right the movie is a freaking banger (laughs) so it's a it's a musical like it has musical elements to it which it does not tie into the show at all Oh, okay, uh, the show is not element based. It's more like creature of the week uh, type situation where so there's a bad guy. Like, let me just give you the premise of the show. Sure. Okay. for so he has a magical ring and she has magic earrings. They activate them and they gain these superpowers for X amount of time. Um, if they have this like ultimate power that they can use, um, but if they do utilize that power, it, it like drains their battery on their, uh, whatever you want to call it. Like it drains their, their, their battery. So they kind of have to like, they'll use it. They'll fight a little bit longer and then their ring or their earrings will beep. And then they're like, okay, gotta go. And then they'll scoot. Hmm. What's interesting about this is that neither of them know who the other is.
0: interesting but they are okay. like
1: in in the real world,
0: yeah,
1: um but they have to like fight together because their powers are stronger together. so huh. it's re- it's really interesting, but it's weird hmm. because it's like they're also friends. In the real world.
0: (laughs) Huh. Okay.
1: So they don't know. So it's, it's weird because it's like they're friends. They don't know who each other's uh, alter ego is, but they're also friends, friends as superheroes. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) It is the craziest shit. And seriously, but I, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And so the show just kind of plays on that. And I feel that it does it better. Um, so they, they turned like an, a mystical element to it where there's these things called the, like these miraculous or it's a thing called a miraculous and it, it gives them certain powers. Okay. Um, one of, so his dad ends up being the bad guy in the, in this movie. And, um, And he's the main bad guy in the show, but I don't know if he's the, if he's the, his dad in the show, like I haven't been able to like catch on to that yet, but in the show, he has the, these power, like he has a bunch of butterflies that can control people. But if he evilizes one of these glowy butterflies, it can go and fly into someone who has like ill wishes or just negative feelings and it enhances them and turns them into some sort of like villain of the week.
0: Huh, okay.
1: But in this, it's like it's the same concept, but he just like instead of it, there being a bunch of butterflies. He only has like he only summons one at a time and then he puts them in and then they turn into monsters that they have to fight and blah, blah, blah. Kind of cool. But the Mm. soundtrack is freaking baller. The animation yeah. is beautiful, and like I said, it enhances the story of the show tenfold, makes it so much be- more bearable to watch, yeah. and yeah, I think they, they do everything about this way better than the show, and I, like, I told Brielle after I watched it, I'm like, what the fuck, like, this is messed up how good this movie is compared to the trash show.
0: oh shit i
1: I can't say how many times i've freaking been played like that (laughs) like anytime i'm told hey watch or like this movie is actually really good and i'm like okay well i've seen the show and bet you it's not like i'm always proven wrong (laughs) but yeah this movie is actually freaking great if you want to watch it super interesting concept um i have no idea how they don't know like it's it's just one of those things you have to suspend your your levels of disbelief a little bit because they look exactly like they do in their human forms as they do in their like the only difference like she doesn't even change her hairstyle like her hairstyle's the same, her the I mean the colors the same. The only difference is she has a mask and so she reveals her identity to him at the end of the movie and she he's just like, "What?" <laughs> like so dumb. So
0: it's kind of like The Incredibles?
1: It is basically like <laughs> The Incredibles. Yes. <laughs>
0: At least the only one that tries in the Incredibles is freaking Violet. At least she actually like puts a headband on. So her like hair isn't, you know, like in her face. So I guess like she kind of is a little different than her. uh... Barely. Yeah, barely. barely. (laughs) But everybody else, it's literally just a freaking mask.
1: Yeah. I'm like, Uh... with Mr. Incredible specifically, it's like, who are you fooling? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh but yeah like this show is art i do not recommend this show whatsoever okay. like it is garbage but this movie is pretty freaking baller all right and oh man like i said i i can't tell you how many times i've been caught off guard by these damn movies <laughs> cuz it, it dude, it's done it to me like a bunch like the the my little pony like they had a my like a new like it's more recent but uh a my little pony movie and it that was freaking awesome like it was a really good movie and i was like hey i'll turn on the show for for iris i bet she will love it the movie or the show is is garbage i'm just like what the fuck i feel that and I'm not saying
0: I would just because, you know, it's not my age demographic and I might feel a little weird, um. but I feel I'd be the same. Not like story because of the story, but I feel I'd be the same way with like Paw Patrol.
1: Dude, Paw I Patrol's just... garbage, too.
0: Really? Oh, okay. The show?
1: Oh, like, OK, it's not like garbage, garbage, but it's it's not good
0: because like comparing the animation of the movies to the show, I'm like, oh, God, it's like freaking night and day. Yeah. Like the animation in the movies is freaking great. It looks awesome. But then you see the show, you're just like, Ugh.
1: I'll tell you what I feel these like what this has done for the show or for the movies is because they're adapting something that's a show and they're just taking those characters and giving them a better paint job. I think that they what what's happening is that they don't have to drop as big of a budget towards modeling and setting up the skeletons and everything and like they don't have to spend so much money doing that so they can put even more money towards the compositions and the backgrounds and like all of the the lighting like all all of the stuff that makes this look good yeah and so they're able to drop more money into that they don't like there's a lot less wasted time so they can just dive into a story It like maybe that's loosely adapted off of off of this off of the show's bullshit because like i said in the in the show the main villain is just some rando dude hmm as far as I'm aware, I don't know if they established at some point or whatever. I I wasn't paying attention, but in the show, it seems like he's just some rando dude. Hmm. And so in this, they they connected Cat Noir to the main bad guy. OK, and. Then they turned. Uh, they kind of established what their what his powers are versus hers A little bit better and again it's just something i don't know if if they've established it um so he has the like so it's they're like yin and yang like that's what their miraculous abilities are it's like yin and yang so she has the power of creation and she and he has the power of destruction oh so he has the ability to like make things um like break apart and he, like, shows this power off um, and accidentally, like, destroys the Eiffel Tower. And then oh, she's shit. able to use her abilities at the end to, like, fix everything. So, like, okay. the creation, destruction. And it, it's freaking... It's it's cool. Yeah. And it, it's, like, interesting how it ties into mm-hmm. their, their personal stories, too. Because in the show, it's just... Whatever. Like, that's just how their powers work. But (laughs) dude, whoever freaking wrote this movie is a freaking genius. So that's kind of like what her ability. So in the show, her ability, she like uses her ability and then it just kind of gives her something that she might need. And then she has to figure out how to use that object. Huh? Okay. And it's (laughs) so it is so dumb like because sometimes she'll get like a spoon and she's like i don't know what to do with it and then she'll figure out some bullshit thing to use the spoon for and then Mm -hmm. it's like so it's just something random and then his like anything he touches like breaks okay and so they adapted that to the whole destruction and creation and so she's Mm -hmm. able to like because like the final battle like basically levels the city and she's able to like build it back up after he's basically like destroyed it fighting his dad. And then their personal lives. He's trying to like tear down his like sadness. Yeah. Where she's trying to build up her confidence. And I'm like, there's destruction and creation again. I'm like, God damn it. What the hell is this
0: movie? (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh man it, it it messes with me on a level i do not care for
0: <laughs> oh
1: shit because like it's just like i started stewing on it after and then of course iris being a freaking three-year-old wants to watch it a billion times so i've i've i actually ended up watching this three and a half times this week damn and i was taking something from it each time i was watching it i'm just like god damn it (laughs) oh shit like i said this movie has no business being as good as it is uh but it is so (laughs) i (laughs) actually really liked it it, and i would absolutely pay to see this in theaters (laughs) i love it even though it is a Netflix movie. Uh so yes, I will be giving Ladybug and Cat Noir, the movie, a five dollar Tuesday recommendation. As much as that freaking kills me. Oh shit. I love it. Yeah, I had to save that one for last because I had the most to say about this movie. <laughs>
0: see that.
1: Dude, it's oh, aggravating. It. <laughs> it is aggravating how good her shows can be.
0: Oh shit, dude. Yeah, but nothing will ever top Louie. I'm just going to say that right now. No, nothing will ever top
1: Bluey. Yep. I am absolutely in agreement with that. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot I'm leaving. Yeah, I was like, wait, I'm not <laughs> leaving this one. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, let's say we finally get into uh this week's episode let's do it all right <laughs> alrighty Getting into this week's breakdown, uh, we will be breaking down migration. Unfortunately, I once again uh, forgot the question of the week, so we do not have any responses for that to go over. Um, So we'll be getting straight into this week's breakdown. Um, So if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development. Typically, we do effects, but with this one, we are going to be discussing animation because it's an animated movie. Duh. Uh, then we will be discussing the music. The Typically, we do costumes, but again, this being animated, we are going to be talking about the character design. And then we will be giving... or discussing our own personal score at the very end. All those numbers will get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade, as well as a percentage uh, that gives us a ranking, but that's not quite as important, but it is fun. Yes. Very much so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So starting off, Uh, with a spoiler warning Uh, if you have not seen migration we will be posting that spoiler warning now Um, rose is about to spoil the entire movie for you in our favorite segment that we like to call reading with rose Uh, so with that rose would you like to
0: take us away i would love to so, in a New England forest, anxious Mac Mallard constantly discourages ki- discourages his kids Dax and Gwen from venturing into the outside world. Much to the to, to, oh my God, I'm off to a great start. Much to the displeasure of his wife Pam, one day the Mallards meet a flock of migrating ducks who are on route, route geez, south to Jamaica, which the family finds interesting. But Mac has no such interest. Pam tells Mac that he must open his eyes to the world outside him. That night, Mac talks with his aging Uncle Dan, who also does not want to leave the pond. However, Uncle Dan makes Mac second-guess his stance, and he decides to let his family migrate, with Uncle Dan joining them at Gwen's behest. However, they end up going north instead of south. During a rainstorm, they take up shelter in a swamp underneath a boardwalk where they encounter a crazed elderly heron named Aaron. (laughs) who brings them to her shack to spend the night with herself and her husband, Harry. Despite their frightening disposition, the Herons prove their good intentions by saving Dax and Gwen from a catfish. The following day, the the Mallards arrive in New York City, where Uncle Dan wanders off and ends up getting the ducks in trouble with a flock of pigeons led by the Gritty Chump. However, Pam's assertiveness puts them in Chump's good graces. Chump leads them to her friend Delroy, a macaw who is from Jamaica, but lives caged by a human chef that owns him. Wanting to set Delroy free, Mac and Pam infiltrate the restaurant where the chef works to acquire a key to his cage. After evading the humans, they manage to get the key and free Delroy, who gratefully guides them to Jamaica. While Gwen stops, stops for a bathroom break. Max soon finds an entrance to a paradise full of Perkins or sorry, Peckins. The group begins to enjoy themselves, but Dax soon finds out the whole place is a duck farm with the chef from earlier being one of its clients. Dax helps the Peckins and his family escape the farm, but he loses his wing feathers after being stepped on by the chef, rendering him flightless. The birds stop to rest at a resort where Mac chastises Dax for his reckless, for his recklessness, much to Dax's anger. Soon, the chef finds the birds via helicopter and traps them in a net, while Dax and Gwen manage to hide. Inside, the chef plans to kill Mac and Pam first, prompting Pam to give in to despair, only for Mac to raise her spirits. They try to push a button to release the birds through a salsa dance they learned at the restaurant, but are caught by the chef at this point. Delroy has finally had enough, and he, Uncle Dan, and the Peckins pelt the chef with fruits and vegetables. The chef is knocked unconscious by a squash hitting a button that causes the helicopter to drop out Pam and Mac, still stuck in their cage. They are saved by their kids, with Dax having fixed his wings and... Fi- wi- wow. with with Dax fixing his wings using some of the other birds' feathers. Both father and son silently reconcile. Now led by Dax, the birds eventually arrive in Jamaica where Delroy reunites with his friends and the Mallards catch up with the duck family who visited their pond earlier. The following spring, the family is about to head f- head for home when Max shows them a group of penguins trying to get to the South Pole which was a great I love that
1: I love that they acknowledge at the end that they're like we created a monster (laughs) oh man dude I I think I have a soft spot in my heart for this movie like it's just one of those like classic telling of a of a kind of a like a basic plain old family vacation story
0: yeah it's good yeah it's a good way like to there's it. nothing
1: like there's nothing too original about this but i feel like that works in its favor and it's just letting you experience the personality of of this family
0: yeah, ex- exactly it's, it's an animated movie that plays it safe but it like you said it it works in its favor um and because the story is simplistic you get to know these characters i feel on more of a personal level um especially the core uh family um like uh yeah just getting to know this father son daughter and mother um family i freaking loved from beginning to end um their dynamic was fantastic and when uh like right before the credits start rolling um when you see where each character ends up um you're happy with it
1: yeah you really are yeah you definitely do it it's unfortunately i'm going to say that the story is going to be one of the weaker aspects of this film cuz i feel fair. like this is very character driven not really story driven yes i definitely agree with that yeah so it's like i said it's definitely on the weaker side it is very plain jane um it is very like oh stubborn dad ends up giving in and a lot like going on a vacation with his family uh, hijinks ensues, but they end up making it to where they're wanting to be. And then this, then the dad's like changed his tune and he's like, yay, vacation. Like, let's go do more. And like, <laughs> there's nothing There's Like, ultimately, there's nothing too original about it. Yeah. Like, it kind of feels like. I mean, I can name a bunch of movies that do most of them are holiday movies, but dude, I would have laughed my ass off. If the first song I
0: started playing when the credits rolled uh holiday road, holiday
1: road, I,
0: <laughs> I would have la- <laughs> laughed my ass off. I'd be like, yeah, well, like- music just bumped up a point for me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh Unfortunately, this is one I don't know if it's even cracked the 80s for me that that's simply because, like I said, it's not a very original story. But it it, is the only thing I would say that's even somewhat original about it would be the fact that it's ducks. But there's this other movie on Netflix that I, I forgot to add to my weekly watch um that was released in 2018 called duck duck goose which is basically exactly what this movie was
0: oh shit. kinda kinda okay
1: um so the the biggest difference was uh it was geese instead of ducks in and okay. duck duck goose and he, this cocky goose was trying to migrate but he hurt his wing and so he brings these children along to basically act as uh not not necessarily bait but because he felt like he knew it was dangerous to get to this safe haven without flying and so he's just like okay well i don't need to be fast like, I don't need to be faster than the Predator to make it to the Haven. I just got to be faster than whoever I bring along with me. <laughs> and so he brought these little ducklings. Wow. And it, it was messed up. It was messed up. Um, but it was it was it was OK. But it made me feel like gave me some very heavy uh, migration vibes to it. And I was just like, that's not great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, it it kind of followed the same shit. Like he ends up somewhere that he's not supposed to be like ends up going the wrong direction or whatever. The ducklings end up going to like some Chinese restaurant and like are about to get cooked up. And I'm like, okay, kind of a dark turn for a kid's movie, but let's see where you're going.
0: I mean, Can you really go any darker than freaking Toy Story 3 when literally we almost got them, almost watched them
1: get incinerated? Fair point. (laughs) Fair point. Um, But yeah, so this one, I'm not too high. I'm sitting maybe like 77.
0: You know what? I was going to be like I think I'm just going to be 1 point lower than you at a 76.
1: Fair enough. All right. Uh next up we got writing. This wasn't half bad. It wasn't. Um I will admit
0: like with the family, um you definitely get a lot of stereotypes in there. You get the uh the uh, little sister that embarrasses his brother, uh, sorry, embarrasses her brother, especially around his crush, you know, get that kind of stuff. But I will admit it led to some really it, it led to some laugh out moments, laugh out loud moments for me, because the part where um, freaking Gwen straight up just like he thought of you when he was sleeping to the uh, the bird that uh, Dax has a crush on. I <laughs> I laughed a little too loud. It's <laughs> like, OK, that was good. That was good. I don't think anybody else laughed. I was the only one in the audience that laughed.
1: That's what's wrong up. with
0: you people. That's freaking hilarious,
1: dude. My favorite shit was like the opening when he was sharing this, like the the bedtime story, and then he's like, "Yeah, but the ducklings died," <laughs> and I'm I started laughing. I'm like, "That's that's hilarious." <laughs> dude, I love the the perspective shift like the what like the recognizable one for me um, is my perspective shift in movies like this because pre pre iris i was always the i was always on the, the the side of the kid the one that was just trying to like make his own way in the world or like try and go do something like something adventurous or whatever. Like I was always for him, like just like the defiant kid, just like, like I know what I'm doing better than you do old man. And like that kind of bullshit. Yeah. And as soon as Iris was born, I started noticing my perspective shifting and I was just like, no, you don't know better. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, I liked going to go see this with my family. so i went i took iris and and brielle came along with us um but i started laughing because i'm just like yeah like there's a lot of dangers out in the world for a duck if you find a safe haven you just freaking stay there bud (laughs) (laughs) and then i it's like i also um understood the 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 perspective shift that he had when his crazy uncle was just like yeah i've never left here in so and such years like i'm super happy like i'm here all alone by myself without my like immediate family but like at least i'm safe (laughs) and he's just like i gotta get out (laughs) of (laughs) here like i completely understood that shift in him because like if i there's like certain people That it once you hear like, oh, yeah, you're doing the right thing. If you hear that you're doing the right thing from the wrong person, nothing will make you shift your (laughs) your move faster. And that's exactly how I felt. I'm just like, yep. He just got his his point of view. Confirmed by the wrong person and was like. Guess what we're doing? The opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I found that to be like super funny. Um, I'm trying to think. The I really liked the the interaction with the pigeons when they got to New York.
0: The, that was good. Um, I mean we'll get to this with voice acting, but. I thought that um, Aquafina, even though everyone thinks she's annoying, I, for the most part, I feel that all of her roles, her voices fit with it. Um, I feel this one
1: especially. Uh, I de- definitely fit way more with this than Scuttle. Dude, Scuttle was a bad decision. Yeah, but that is something that we did discuss in our Little Mermaid breakdown. So if you guys want to hear our thoughts on that, go <laughs> check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Um oh man. But yeah, I I agree with you there. She's I understand why she's getting cast in these roles cuz she does have a very iconic voice. I think the one that I feel
0: is working the best for her, um and I know we've only seen the trailer so far, but uh, her character in Kung Fu Panda po- Kung Fu Wow, Kung Fu Panda 4. Um ooh. You are not wrong there. I think it's really working there, and I really look forward to seeing uh, what they
1: what they do with her character in that movie. Yeah, same here. Um, but the I mean the rest of the humor. I mean, there was definitely stuff that was like laugh out loud and and whatnot, but I don't know. Like the 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 rest of the writing, it was it was good. It wasn't like exceptional by any means, though. Hmm
0: no that's fair like there, there were definitely like standout m- scenes that like the writing was very strong like when they're in uh, the uh, oh my god what is that giant bird's name uh, f- uh, like the parrot no it wasn't uh, the heron uh, the, oh yeah So that was funny <laughs> yeah freaking the writing when they're in her house with her husband All of that was great. Freaking love that writing. I am curious. How did you feel about how with with the chef uh, that he was voiceless, like didn't say, didn't say anything? Did you like that? I didn't mind that. I didn't either. Like I was half expecting um, that he was finally going to say something at the end, which I'm glad that he didn't. Um, I I feel that for the type of villain that they set him up as, um, which he's definitely just like a one-off, like very, you could easily, What's the yeah, no, he's a one off villain. Like, I don't I don't know. Like when it comes to, I guess, like illuminations villains, honestly, like I'd put him at the bottom just because he's a chef that wants to
1: like I I get why he, you know, goes after them. But just what's messed up, though, he was only a villain from their perspective. In his perspective, he was just hunting down what he paid for (laughs) True that. Um, that, yeah, that's a very good point. I'm
0: like, dude, homeboy's just trying to make a living. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ooh, I meant to include this with story, but I guess I could with writing. This movie actually did surprise me at least, or maybe, maybe just, I'm not good with calling this stuff out that like when they're at the sanctuary and, um, you know, the chef shows up and, you know, like he tries to catch Dax, but, um, oh my God, what's, uh, the dad's name Mac, right? yeah uh mac comes in you know you know saves them everything when they when in the next scene when they uh they um they take rest at, at a hotel um and gwen and dax are the only ones that are up i half expected the chef to just show up and just grab dax and freaking bounce like that's what was going to happen i did not expect for him to literally take everybody else except for dax and And a sister like so Like on movie kind of caught Me off guard with that so you know I guess kudos To the writing team for Like catching me off guard Maybe that's something I should have caught or Like it wasn't really that big of a surprise But for me it was
1: no I was I was fully expecting them to be Caught exclusively
0: yeah Okay
1: um But I yeah I, I agree I thought it was a very Um welcome change from what uh, like from what i was expecting
0: yeah okay
1: but yeah i I didn't catch on to that either i thought they were going to be caught and then mom and dad were going to have to go rescue them and Mm. all that good stuff But i'm not the only one (laughs) yeah um writing though i this one it's it's barely higher than story for me it, yeah, it's it's here. really good, but it's not good enough for me to, like, justify it cracking into the 80s. This I'm sitting maybe 79. I think I'll match you there. All right, moving on over to acting. Uh, first up, we have Kumel Nanjiani, who plays Mac Mallard. Uh, Then we have Elizabeth Banks, who voices Pam. Uh, Then we have Danny DeVito, who voices Uncle Dan. Then we have Casper Jennings, who voices Dax. Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) he is someone that we did not have a picture for. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we're just going to throw in his uh, His character's picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we have Tressie Gazal, who voices Gwen. Same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, honestly, like, this was a really well put together cast. And I feel like if you need like crazy old guy, the go to is always freaking Danny DeVito.
0: Dude, seriously. (laughs) Like,
1: oh my God. I love Danny DeVito so much. He's amazing. Yeah. I, dude, there's nothing this guy can't do
0: seriously like even if you hate a movie um it's very it's danny devito's performance is usually something that it's going to be the highlight of the movie he he even if it's uh even if it is a phoned-in performance which i don't think i've ever seen him do one um i no, think he, he gives would, it a hundred percent he really tries in every role mo- yeah it it's it's always going to be one of the best parts of the movies
1: agreed definitely agreeing with you there um all right what's your top three look like uh top three
0: so unfortunately danny devito is not in my top three like he was good but there were some others that uh took that spot uh number three i would give to tressie gazelle who uh, played Gwen? She was freaking hilarious. Absolutely loved her. She was adorable. Um, just yeah, like like am- amazing young voice actress. Like great, great job. Uh, number dude, two, super
1: funny delivery, dude. Super seriously,
0: delivery. hers and Casper's. Um, like I don't know if they recorded in the same um, same booth, same recording booth but their freaking chemistry was so good uh, when it came to a brother sister dynamic, like freaking great. I-, I absolutely loved it.
1: Oh my gosh, dude. Anytime that they started fighting and she started yelling, he's hitting me. He's hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, that felt like it was uh, like delivered through experience. <laughs> Never. <laughs>
0: Dude, seriously. Um, number two, uh, I'll give to Casper Jennings, played Dax. He was freaking great. Um, does he, yeah, he he had some of my favorite lines in the movie. Um, and just the whole uh, situation with him trying to uh, impress uh, the one girl bird from the flock that flies in, tries to get them to go j- to Jamaica. And his his sister just chiming in with that freaking comedic gold and like some of the best parts of the movie. I absolutely loved it. Um, but then number one, uh, I got to give to Kamal Nanjiani played Mac. He was fantastic in this. Um, honestly, I think he needs to do more voice acting because
1: I think he does, too.
0: He did a great job here. He does a great job of being a worried parent. Um, he's funny when he needs to be. Um, just yeah, all around great, great performance from Kumal. Like, I mean, honestly, Dude. I feel he can never do anything wrong. He's a, he's a great actor,
1: and he really should do more voice acting. Dude, do you want to see him? in easily, he is a very underappreciated actor. Dude, is, like, have you seen the big sick? No, I haven't. Holy it's balls, dude! Holy yeah. balls! His performance in that is freaking incredible. Like incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm de- I'm giving my number one to Kumel as as well. Uh, I think he did a really really great job delivering all of the lines that he needed to and the emotional way that he needed to, um, loved his performance. I'm going to agree with you on my number two, which is actually, Oh geez. Which is actually your number three, uh, Tracy Gazal. Uh, I loved her. She was such a fun character. Um, I, i I thought she was hilarious. And any line that she had was just pure gold. Uh, Yeah, so I'm giving her my number two. And then my number three, I'm going to be giving a Danny DeVito. That's fair. It was a really, really close uh, third. It honestly could have been a coin flip between him and Casper. But I mean, Danny DeVito, dude, you can't freaking beat Danny DeVito. It's true. And then just that, like a freaking little shout out to Elizabeth Banks. Uh, her performance as Pam was great. Yes, absolutely. It just, I just don't think it was on the same level as everyone else. Yeah, well, that's but, fair. Yeah. It's still a great performance. Yeah, fantastic performance. So, this is definitely one that I feel is a higher point. So I would say acting, I'd I'd probably give an 84.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to match you there too, man.
1: All right. Next up, we got character development. Which with this has to be done on Mac. Yeah, definitely like mac is definitely the one that goes through the biggest change i would say he's not very adventurous at the beginning like at all doesn't want to do anything dangerous doesn't want to leave his pond or put his family in any sort of unnecessary risk as any sane person would um and then he gets his beliefs like he gets one. He gets more or less guilted into going on this vacation or taking hit or migrating with his family. And he doesn't want to because he he's afraid of like the risks and, and whatnot. But he's also it's just it, it's interesting to see two things that someone is that someone values being challenged at the same time. Like he his ultimate fear was losing his family mm-hmm. and so that was cha- that i i feel like that's where this was more character driven because it where it wasn't really attacking his his character it was just putting two different forms of losing his family on the table and him having to ch- basically choose which one he was willing to accept and which I thought was, was great storytelling. I agree. Um, Cause I mean, on one hand his family is safe, but he's driving his family away. Mm-hmm. And so eventually he feels like they're going to, it's like impressed upon him by uncle Dan, that his family's going to end up, taking off and leaving him behind because they want to go on this grand adventure and so he's just going to be stuck at the pond like living a very lonely life where on the other hand he's super worried about their safety while doing all this so it's like both things are being challenged and so he ultimately chooses to take the risky journey but him being able to be there with his family uh and so I, I I loved that like that challenge of of character, or just his motivations, just the the fact that they didn't only put loss of family by death on the table. Yes, and I uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, like re- really well told, really well told. Um uh, but yeah i like I like that a lot, um, and then everyone else seemed to go through their own like little uh, character growth too um the wife, maybe not so much, like she was one that was very stationary, probably for the better the, um, yeah,
0: that's true. I mean, she does have that moment towards the end, like where she's actually like willing to just give up, but then Mac talks her out of it, um so. I appreciate maybe that just like that little shift for just a moment in her character. Um, But yeah, I than that really not, not too much. Um, Loved everything that they did with Dax. Um, I thought next to Mac, he was, he had the most character to
1: character, uh, character arc, in my opinion. Um, I see that too. This is very, this is very much a father, son driven film. Yes, like they right. do have some stuff with with the sister and the and the mom, but it was mostly driven about the father and son and their relationship. I would yeah. say you don't really see that a lot. I feel so. Yeah, I mean, you see f- like mother son a lot. I I would say yeah, uh, mother daughter a ton. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you don't really see father son too often hmm. one i feel that really needs to be touched upon more is father daughter like i agree like that, it, that like that that totally being really biased things. here yeah you that needs to be touched touched upon biased, way because, more. Yeah,
0: that really needs to because <laughs> yeah that that is something that you don't see a lot um in in media in, in movies tv shows and Needs to be out there more because it's it's amazing uh, a connection, the connection that a father and a daughter can have. It's it's a beautiful thing. So,
1: yeah, I I feel like a majority of the uh, father daughter relationships that you see. And I I know that there's probably better ones out there, but most of them are just like, oh, my daughter's growing to a woman. I can't handle it. Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's freaking bullshit. Yeah. I'm like sure that shit's not easy like i can't okay i can't imagine it being easy but it's something that you kind of have to get over mm. and oh my gosh dude funny enough the scene that really like exemplifies that for me it is is funny enough from the big bang theory really yeah there's a scene where it just kind of like plays into what the father-daughter like cliche relationship is and it's sad it's and it's where freaking uh uh penny is talking to leonard's mother and talking about how she was kind of like her her father always wanted a a son and so they were like she was raised playing catch in the front yard with her dad but uh like when she got older and stopped or and like got her first training bra he stopped playing catch with her and and it was i'm like Damn. dude that like that blow like that's but yeah and yeah it, i was, I was... <laughs> for whatever reason that's that's the scene that like sticks out and is like super cliched for me and so yeah i want something that's like father-daughter driven that's not like concerned about and this is something that maybe it's just i'm excited to see how father-daughter relationships grow Mm -hmm. like as i get older just so like to see if i can relate to any of them a bit more but yeah i think father father father-daughter needs to be touched on a lot more (laughs) in film um but yeah so i mean the 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 side characters for sure are definitely the the daughter and the mother yes just so the there's more character driven moments between father and son
0: here absolutely absolutely
1: um but i mean the the store i mean the stories aren't, aren't bad they're uh, not at all Again, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's slightly cliche, but I think it's done well enough, uh, that it it does keep you very interested and you can pull things from like the life lessons that these characters learn.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: So where are you sitting with
0: character development? Um, I think I'd probably be like slightly lower than my acting score. I'd still be in the eighties though. Um, So I think I'm going to be at like, I think I'll be at a solid 80.
1: That is actually exactly where I was sitting as well. Hell yeah. All right. Next up we got animation.
0: This was, I feel um, this is one of Illumination's best looking movies when it comes to animation. Um I know Illumination will get, fl- they'll get so much shit for the Despicable Me, not Despicable Me movies necessarily, but the Minions, um, and just how annoying they are. Which I'm not gonna argue. They freaking <laughs> <sighs> Minions ruin Despicable Me for me. Like I have a hard time watching those movies, even though I enjoy them. Especially the first one. The th- second and third are okay, but the first one is so freaking good. But just the Minions ruin it for how. Um, overutilized they've been um, in in Illumination's uh, catalog. Um, So when they actually, you know, come out with an original movie, you kind of get excited for it. And so when with, with migration, um, the, the animation is absolutely beautiful here. Um, Yeah. It's, you know, it's no Pixar, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think, Pixar has Pixar has come to they're like the standard I feel they're like the top standard when it comes to uh animated films and just how realistic they look but uh when it comes to you know like maybe like second third place not knocking any of these studios I feel illumination is definitely they're either above Dreamworks or
1: like right behind them no not no. anymore no okay they I think they used to at at one point not anymore so would you put DreamWorks above or below? I would put DreamWorks above. Cause for like Puss and Boots and stuff like that? For Puss and Boots, the bad guys, like a lot of their more recent films That's have fair. really upped their animation game.
0: That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um but uh I, I feel with if there's one thing that Illumination is really good at, it's um what's the it I mean? I feel it's it's they're really good with like textures, I guess, like with hair, like stuff like that. I feel illumination does a really good job with that kind of stuff. Um And you here it was no wrong. exception. Like with
1: the like the feathers on the ducks, they look fantastic. Like that shit looks so freaking good. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong there. Um Yeah, no, animation was great.
0: One of the best looking illumination movies, in my opinion. So,
1: I per like for the scenes that they were showing, and I'm just talking like in general. Like, I feel like they could have given us a lot more atmospheric feels. Like, I'm I'm just kind of got like more or less comparing to like how Mario's introduction to the Mushroom Kingdom was. That looked stunning true yeah true that but this wasn't quite on that level that is fair i think that Um, they were missing some lighting elements in this more like some of that some of that dynamic lighting like i think some like really good shots would have been like that like from a shot from them from like underneath where they have their wings extended with like some sun rays like shining through their their feathers like i thought i think that would have looked really good like fair i th- they were i think they were just missing some like really like engrossing shots that would have just amplified this movie a ton
0: that's fair fair enough
1: but other than that i mean i the animation was okay it's not my favorite in the world No, it was it was okay for sure. Definitely like one of the high points here. Absolutely. Um, I don't know about you. I'm personally around I was gonna give it an eighty seven. I think I'm leaning more towards an eighty eight. Just feeling nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, like yeah, dude, I'm feeling the same way.
1: All right. Next up, we got music. Uh,
0: I mean, nothing like super special here. I feel um, like the yeah, ending song really. that they had when uh, the whole family was dancing in Jamaica. That that was cool.
1: That was that a, was good a pretty good song. I yeah. I like the song when they were taking off from the pond.
0: Oh yeah, that, yeah, that one was a good too. Good one too.
1: Yeah, it's just, just, I don't think they picked any songs or had an original enough score for it to just really get, like, captured in your mind.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. There weren't any songs that I'm just like, ooh, you know, I got to find out what that song was so I can add it to my Spotify account.
1: Yeah, so unfortunately, I think this is one of their weaker categories, so I'm probably sitting around a seven. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. All right, next up, we got character design.
0: Um, I mean, considering that this is a movie that is solely based around ducks, um, I feel... uh, with what they could change i mean cuz there's really not a lot you can change you want it to you know really look like a duck close to what that type of duck is and so maybe like the little changes that that they would make you know like making him a little more distinguishable like what they did with uncle dan um you know characters like that uh i i feel um definitely added uh to uh to the designs um and made them uh I I don't want to say a little more fun to look at, but just, I guess, I don't know.
1: I feel like they added personality to the faces. There we go. They're like uncle Dan just, I mean, had that like rundown look ever like all the, the faces were had the, like that original face and they're very distinguishable. Yeah. Which if uh, like I've always said with, with costumes you want a good silhouette and i think with this movie you have a a really solid silhouette of these characters i think seeing these characters like together silhouette style i would be able to distinguish this movie from other duck films
0: yeah i agree
1: so this is i think i would say this one's definitely higher than where music's sitting yeah but uh, much that, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think I'm sitting maybe like an eight and a half. And even that feels high for me. Yeah, personally, I'm sitting at a hard eight. I I like can give you an eight. eight. I can yeah. definitely give you an eight. All right. Last up, we got our own personal score. So let, let's what hear what you thought of this one first.
0: Okay. Um, you know, honestly, uh, you know, when Caleb told me that he really enjoyed this movie, um, I thought I was going to enjoy it. Um, I usually enjoy every Illumination movie. Um, the only ones that I haven't enjoyed are the Minions movies um, and uh, the Lorax, but we don't talk about the Lorax. Um, but they like, overall, uh, like Illumination has come out with some of my favorite animated films. You know, you got the two Sing movies, two of my favorite animated films. Um so I was pleasantly surprised of how much I enjoyed uh Migration. I thought it was a, it was it, it's a it's an anime film that plays it safe but it it definitely works in its favor. Um you got really good voice cast, really good animation. Um just yeah, I I I had a good time with it. Do I plan on going back and watching it anytime soon? Probably not, but like say if I'm, you know, like scrolling through on Netflix, um there's nothing else to watch. I'll definitely turn this on. If uh, this is on sale for like 10 bucks on Blu-ray, definitely buy it. Um, Just as my collection, Uh, it's definitely a movie I would not add to my collection. Um, Like I said, it's not like the minions movies, even though I can't say that because I freaking own both minions movies. (laughs) The hell is wrong with me. Um, Good Lord, Jonathan. Um, But anyway, yeah, no migration. It, 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 It was, it was good. I, I had a good time. So uh, personal score. I think I'm sitting. I think I'm going to go at a 78.
1: I think this is why I definitely liked a little bit more than you. Um, I had a really good time with the, like the family dynamic. Again, I came out of this thinking that it was just kind of a plain Jane movie, but it was the personalities of the Ducks that really sold this movie for me. Um, again, I really related with the uh, the dad and the, his his motivations and everything kind of along those lines. So I, I really dug that. Um, so I think I'm going to be giving my personal score in 83. All right, fair. Yeah. All right. So with that, going through our scores real quick, starting off with story, we ended up at a 76.5. Writing ended up at a 79. Acting is sitting at an 84. Character development is sitting at a very sturdy 80. The animation was the high point of this movie, sitting at an 88. The music is sitting at a 7 out of 10. The character design is sitting at an 8 out of 10. And then our personal score ended up averaging out to an 80.5. So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for migration has come out to a B minus.
0: All right, not bad
1: yeah a little on the lower end than I thought it was gonna be yeah um
0: I was kind of afraid it was gonna be uh approaching c plus territory but i'm glad that it's still in the b b area
1: yeah i i was kind of afraid of that too um i'm definitely glad that it didn't quite reach that that level <laughs> yeah um, but yeah it's it's a it's a fairly let's see Okay, sorry, I had a hard time finding that one.
0: No, you're good, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, holy shit! All right, yeah. So it is sitting at an eighty-one point six two percent. So know. it's definitely on the weaker end of our B minus because our cutoff for a B minus is eighty. Oh, okay, and so this, uh, I mean, so it's a little, it's barely sturdy or. I mean it's got it's got that full percentage gap yeah so i mean it it works it works um so yeah 81.62 percent so going through the movies that we have uh broken down before and comparing this uh this is Everything that I'm about to list is also a B minus movie. So migration is sitting below the Matrix reloaded. Like barely. So okay. this is a point zero four percent difference. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Freaking nuts.
0: Seriously.
1: Yeah. Uh it is sitting below Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. All right. Uh it is below the bad guys. Okay. Wow. I can give it that. Yeah, that's fair. It it's close though. Like they're they might as well be on the same level. I mean, they basically are. They're both B-minus <laughs> movies. Too but sure. It's a, it's a 0.2% difference and I'm like yeah, I got you. I can I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh let's see. It is also below Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Okay. Which I did rewatch that one during Christmas with Brielle and I I will agree with that one.
0: All
1: right. Uh it is also below Star Wars Rogue One.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can agree with that.
1: Yeah. And it chapter two.
0: Okay. Going the
1: opposite direction. It is sitting above the Chronicles of Narnia, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Damn. Yeah, it is sitting above Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah, I
0: can definitely agree with that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's sitting above deadpool 2 oh shit
0: <laughs> oh damn
1: okay there oh my gosh dude that's one we we need to re-explore yeah i agree like it, it's this there's not many that i feel are just like totally undeserved but deadpool 2 and scott pilgrim are ones that we need to go re-explore because mm-hmm. i recently re-watched scott pilgrim fantastic
0: yeah yeah Should we so save deadpool uh two leading into deadpool
1: three that just be? The, i say yes yeah Which i absolutely cool. say yes okay cool <laughs> yeah so so deadpool yeah deadpool two when deadpool three comes out we will do uh a rescoring yes <laughs> and then maybe we'll we'll break down uh the first deadpool
0: yeah there we go perfect
1: Yeah, so yeah, that one that one needs a rescoring real bad. (laughs) Um, Let's see. It is also above Dune. Yeah, I'm cool with that. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I think the thing that killed Dune more than anything was our personal scores. (laughs) It's it's a
0: beautifully made movie like it. It's like i can understand like seeing that on the biggest screen possible like it movie is gorgeous but it is so freaking
1: boring it very much is and i am so dude the only reason i want to go see part two is because <laughs> timothy chalamet re- re- really won me over with wonka <laughs>
0: dude, right <laughs> That's, yeah, same here same I'm like, here ah, you
1: bastard <laughs> oh man all right it's sitting above top gun
0: Okay, I can agree with that.
1: And then it is sitting above the 1993's Super Mario Bros. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <agree with that. laughs>
0: Way above, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. So that's where it ended up scoring. Hell yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad at all. I like that it's on the same level as the bad guys. I like that yeah same here i i thought that was a pretty good like i'm trying to see like there's not very many other like animated movies that are in the b-minus range the biggest one being uh uh the bad guys but let's see if there's any oh ron's gone wrong is in the b-minus range all right uh Yeah, not much else. That That's the only other animated movie. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Chippendale Rescue Rangers is in there, too. In a B minus. Should be an A. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Alrighty. Well, with that, I believe that wraps up this week's breakdown. Uh, so with that, unless you got anything else to say about this movie. I got nothing. Go all see right. it. Yeah, definitely go check this out. Uh, so if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are basically everywhere. Uh, biggest ones being Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the the good podcast listening platforms. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. As well as some bonus videos that we are—that's not true. Yeah, we Did, don't do are, anymore. Actually, actually, no, that is true. That is true. The recommendations I post those to YouTube. Oh,
0: yeah, there we go. Bam.
1: Freaking, duh. <laughs> I didn't even, uh, <laughs> only been I doing for, about a for, year, for a year. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, So you can catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well as some bonus videos that we make. Uh, Be sure to follow us on social media. If you want to hit us up with an episode idea, want to answer our question of the week when I post them, or if you want to join us for an episode, we would love to have anyone on. Uh, We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. I'm just calling it Twitter because I refuse to call it X at this point. I agree. Uh It's one of the stupidest decisions ever made. Yeah, so we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We are on LinkedIn if you want to check us out that way. All at the All Bros. Uh, you can also email us at the All channel at gmail.com. Uh, or you can check out our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash The All where you can find links to everything that we do. Uh, so, yeah, we will we look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, next week, I don't know what we're doing yet. <laughs> I thought, we were... I thought we we're doing mean girls.
0: Oh, that's right, son no. of a bitch. I, like, I, for- wait,
1: I forgot, to, I, for- no, I forgot to take you a change. note of that. shit. Oh, so, ne- <laughs> all right, next week, <laughs> scratch that, we will be breaking down mean girls the musical not yes the original oh gee mean
0: girls So, so so it's not for those that don't know it's not a remake of the original it's an
1: adaptation
0: of the musical that was on broadway so
1: yes uh so yeah you guys can look forward to that next week until then this has been the all bros podcast i'm caleb and i'm jonathan and we will catch you guys next week Deuces. So long.